1: Blue wire to Curry, Back to to the Oh,
0: by James. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cleveland Cavaliers select Colin Sexton. Darius Garland. Here comes Sexton. Some rhythm. And he got it, young roll.
2: Continues to
0: wear him up. Do you know what the Cavs fans are calling the Darius Garland? Colin Sexton backcourt. What? Sexland. Oh, that's good. Welcome to the Chase Down Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm your host, Justin Rowan. We are back. The Cavs were unable to keep a winning streak going, or, or start one, I guess I should say, uh, against the New Orleans Pelicans. But Colin Sexton and Kevin Porter Jr. were exciting. With me today to discuss it is my co-host, Carter Rodriguez. Carter, how's it going, buddy? If that's not our bar for uh, a positive
2: intro, I don't know what is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, we like to keep things optimistic. We like to keep it fun here. And to help us break down everything Cleveland and Cleveland Cavaliers is friend of the podcast, Brittany Mollis, one of the hosts of the That's What Bee Said podcast, along with Brianna. They make up the two Bs. Brittany, how's it going? Yes.
1: Hi, Justin. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Right off the bat, I'm going to have to grill you here. Hold on. Before you grill her, I
2: just want to note that I feel like you wanted to say that's what B shed.
0: You know what? (laughs) Nobody's going to confuse me for a great linguist. No, they won't. I just go head first through a lot of the ad reads and intros. So, you know what? I I made it through. (laughs) It's sneaky hard to say, so I'll give you that cop out. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Brittany, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh Because you are part of the Blue Wire family. I yeah. am. We mm-hmm. even share the same producer in Meredith Gain. And yet she produces this? Well, I mean, she is better uh, or worse. <laughs> she is our producer. She is our um our spiritual aid. Uh, she gives us direction spiritual and aid. whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she she cares a lot more about your podcast, let's let's be honest. Um, but with all that being said you are still not a supporter of Sexland. Why are you so anti oh
1: my! I was just talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, I hope that Justin doesn't bring that up. I hope he doesn't say sex Land. I hope he doesn't. Here we are, Justin. It's the first thing. And,
2: and here you are, also saying it by, uh, by extension. And, and we want to be very clear to our listeners who might not be as a social media savvy. It's not that you don't support, uh, per se, the pairing of Darius Garland and, and uh, Colin Sexton on court, though there's a much stronger case to not do that. Um, oh my gosh uh, it is the name itself that you are opposed to
1: yes it's the name itself i'm i'm an avid supporter of the pairing um but the name here's my issue with it they yes. are children okay? okay these two they are children they don't even know what sex land is. is they've never been there
2: they're basketball players they've they're... known for some time
1: <laughs> think of the children guys you if know, what? high school
2: is this, if high school's still the same way it was when I was there.
0: <laughs> I've seen a lot they of know. teen dramas, man. Like I, I know what's going on. I know what's going on in the streets. That's, uh,
2: that's Justin Dodging um, referencing his high school basketball career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I so watch Euphoria. I, I know what's going on now.
2: <laughs> Euphoria, I feel like, exists to scare older people about what kids' lives are like now. Is that that
1: show on HBO? Yeah, yes.
2: the one with Zendaya where she's just, like, shooting up heroin every six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sex is had it. in that show. But let, let's... A lot let, of dong in that show.
0: <laughs> there is. I respect it. Um, I I want to jump from Sexland to one of the members of Sexland that has been playing very well lately, which is Colin Sexton. Uh, he's really been making the most of um, the absence of Jordan Clarkson. He, he's really stepped his game up. And... Uh, i had declared earlier in the season that i was going to be part of the colin sexton bandwagon i uh, i still have some reservations for you
1: said that you said this is such (laughs) horseshit i did
0: i will pull back the audio i I will bring back rg chess (laughs) i
1: I, i'm gonna win
0: (laughs) i (laughs) i have reservations for him uh but i want to get kind of your thoughts Brittany, on the season that colin sexton is having And whether or not you feel like the growth he has shown this season um, is uh, a surprise, a a disappointment, or if it's kind of still to be determined with him.
1: As far as he goes, I feel like he's – there's no nice way to say this. So I'm just going to say I think he's a slow learner, okay? Okay. I do think that, um, you know, eventually we'll see real progress in a lot of areas. Um, But if you look at, like – the beginning of last year to right now i think it's hard to make an argument that he hasn't at least shown some sides of progress right right no no i think that's yeah
2: i think that's definitely fair yeah uh,
1: i think some people just take a while like you're not going to see a finished product for years and i just i hate that he the the criticism's fair but as his mother you know (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I always have to stand in there and defend him because I just feel like some people learn faster than others and maybe he's just – it's just going to take a while.
2: I mean, I think that's fair. You know, I do think like I remember on the, a couple pods ago we were talking about him playing a little bit uh, better as of late and mm-hmm. I kind of made the this, this general statement that the best thing for Colin is when we're not talking about him because mm-hmm. when he's doing what he does well <laughs> – it doesn't always gender engender a lot of, like, oh, Colin's awesome tonight. But, like, it's, like, because, you know, it's volume scoring, it's not a ton of passing even on his past mm-hmm. nights. But, like, like, he kind of is un- forced to be that unsung hero. So maybe he does need his mom singing his praises a little bit.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Now, I have a question, though. Yes. Um, I think it was last week. Chris Fedor, he sent out a tweet. And I didn't know how to take it. I wanted to ask you guys about it. It said something about, how Colin Sexton isn't a shooting guard to so stop judging him, or he isn't a point guard to so stop judging him as such. How did you guys feel about that?
0: I'm actually really glad you brought that up because that has been one of my biggest frustrations with this season. Is you're going to get us grumpy? No, I'm, I'm not even grumpy. This is actually a, a great launching off point because one you're of my biggest off point. Whatever. Um... I was just making a sunny reference, you jerk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> i thought you would pick that up i i thought you were making fun of me uh no when he's saying picking, a phrase wrong
2: no when frank's uh pimping the egg as a as a patty's pub merge He's oh, jumping yeah. off point yes. it's fine it's fine whatever but,
0: but sexton has had the ball in his hands a ton this season even more than last season and the whole he's not a point guard so you can't really expect him to get assist thing just completely ignores what modern basketball has been it's also ignored the fact that he's had opportunities to get assists and one of the things that's really encouraging for me these last two weeks is now he's actually starting to to read the defense and make the right pass he, he's getting those assists and it's helped his scoring because he's not getting blocked at the rim as much uh mm-hmm. it, it's helped the team play better and that, that's one of my frustrations with Sexton is because he's shown growth in certain areas. But the conversation with him is still kind of stalled on this. Is he a point guard or is he not? Well, mm-hmm. that's not really relevant to whether or not he can make kind of those basic and simple reads that, that would help out both him and the team.
2: Yeah, sometimes I feel like people who make this argument think that we wouldn't care that he missed wide open cutters and shooters if he were 6'6".
0: <laughs> and i
2: would still care i think <laughs> so like I, I think that's really my biggest gripe is like we're not asking him to be chris paul we're just asking him to make the open pass when Chetty do- when Je- when Chetty's wide open in the corner and he's one pass away and being double teamed and all he has to do is look and make a pass and doesn't you know that that's the stuff that i think grinds our gears you know like we we're fine with him averaging four assists a game that that's mm. like wow I'm, I'm in heaven if he's at four assists <laughs> assist a game yeah.
1: do you guys think the fans are kind of tough on him though
0: yeah I, I, and we I think are it's, yeah I, I think we've been frustrated at times with him but like t- to me the stretches where it seemed like the Cavs could actually get a few wins um, mm. that's when he was really struggling the most so I, I think that kind of compounded the issues that we yeah. were having there
2: you know what uh, else it is though it's that his bad games are just so obvious. Like you can, <laughs> yeah. like like Darius has had probably more bad games than Colin this year. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty mm-hmm. fair to say. But like Darius, Darius's bad games tend to manifest in him just completely disappearing. So yeah. you can kind of just like like Colin is bad when he's bad. He's bad loudly, and like that's just a matter of play style. Like that's yeah. not even. Like, like That's last not his fault, really. It's just the way it is. So he's going to catch more hell than Darius, even if maybe he doesn't deserve that.
0: Yeah, I feel like last week was the, the first time where Garland was actively bad, like, yep, where he was clearly true. pressing. Earlier in the year, it was just he would disappear and he wouldn't have an impact on the tended. game. Yeah, it, so it is really, really nice to see Sexton playing well. Like, look at the, if you look at the last 20 games, he's averaging 22 points per game, shooting 46% from the floor, 42% from three, and just shy of three assists. Just making the the basic reads and um, kind of finding the trailer, uh, kicking out instead of trying to dunk on three people at the rim. Like I I love his attitude, but the things he has missed at points this season – are just so egregious that it can be very frustrating oh, to plus watch.
2: Kevin has done him no... Uh, Kevin Love, sorry, has done him no favors. Yes, in the
0: <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> Brittany, I'd actually like to get your thoughts on Sexton, no, though. Kind of, what do you think the most unfair criticism of him is and the critique you feel is the most fair?
1: I feel like from the beginning, okay, like, you know, draft day, uh, you know, when he was drafted... 2019 2018 yeah. whatever uh, um, uh, 2018
0: yeah yeah God, 2018 got okay
1: so people had it was a tough time right lebron had you know he was deciding what he wanted to do whatever we all kind of well i don't know if we, we knew. knew but yeah <laughs> so i think people had their minds made up on whoever they wanted okay And there was only like a very small portion of us who actually wanted them to draft Colin Sexton. I don't who did you guys want them to draft that year?
0: I wanted either Mikhail Bridges or Shea. Those were my two guys.
2: Yeah, I I think the reason I was out on him was that I think I subconsciously I knew that them drafting him and not trading that pick at the Mm eleventh hour, it was like a confirmation in my that, that so that's that, that was LeBron my draft state leaving. meltdown
0: that that was what frustrated me was on like the yep day. it's over
1: yeah so i think from that day like there was such a small portion of us that were for this from the very beginning that it was gonna have to be he was gonna have to be like perfect for people to be like okay like this is fine um but if you looked at you know what he did in like his game and what he did in college you can see that this was probably going to take a while I didn't know that it would take as long as it has but um you know I feel like the expectations were rough from the beginning I think that's mm-hmm. why fans are so hard on him even now so I, I you know, think when they drafted right him Tom. they said you, we don't want a point guard who can't shoot you know we can't have that but then he worked on his shooting and that got better uh, for, especially from last year to this year so I think, you know, and now it's, well, now he can't pass. And I think that he's going to work to improve that. Um, but, you know, he just, we got to give him time. we got to be a little bit more patient with him.
2: I, I think so. that's a, I think it's a smart point about the expectations because like he had so much working against him. Not mm-hmm. only is he a style of player that most people on NBA Twitter don't love in the first place. So you already mm-hmm. have that. Then you have him being the primary return in the Kyrie deal. Mm-hmm. So you have that and, and wearing Kyrie's
0: Jersey <laughs> and wearing Kyrie's
2: number, which still, please change your number, Colin. No. Um, yes. <laughs> we'll argue this. It's going to be awkward when they retire it. Uh, and they're going to, they
1: bet. I don't even want them to do that. Honestly.
2: Ooh, that's a take. Well, I don't. he was really mean to us for a long time, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll forgive him. Like I always do. Um, but you have that, and then you also have his arrival, functionally being the confirmation of LeBron leaving. Like that's a yeah. lot of negative baggage to put on a player.
1: Yeah, it was. A that was drafted spot.
2: eight, eight, by the way. Not even a premier draft pick. Yeah. Um. So I think I do think he's he gets an unfair rap. Um yeah. But am I going to change? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm still going to be kind of hard on. Him.
1: <laughs> that's okay, baby steps, guys. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you see the light. I appreciate that. <laughs> my job.
0: I, I feel like that should almost be the motto for Cleveland Sports is baby steps. <laughs> 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 the, the Cavs, now that LeBron is gone, are firmly in a rebuild. One um, could argue they're bad. <laughs> one could argue that. Um Who's and- to say? And the it's great news sad. is this draft appears to be historic levels of terrible. So I, I don't think help is necessarily right around the corner. Mm-hmm. How, how are you processing this rebuild though, at least in comparison to other uh, Cleveland teams? Cause I, I think you can give us a bit of a perspective because not only are, are you a big fan of every Cleveland sports team? You, you've also, you're in the area. You're not in another country like myself. <laughs> um, and, and you connect with people with when it comes to their thoughts on all of the Cleveland teams and how they rebuild, and you, you cover them all. So how, how does this rebuild compare to what the Browns are going through and uh, what, what the Indians have dealt with in the past?
1: I feel like um, with the Cavs, I'm the most gentle with them because of the situation that they were in. It's so hard to have – LeBron James and then not have LeBron James that like as soon as he left I was like okay this is going to be a very long process these pieces that they put together you know around him everything's going to fall apart and you know last year was horrible to watch for most of it until the end where you know I felt like you finally started seeing a team that they weren't great but at least they enjoyed being around each other it seemed Mm -hmm. um and it's it's you just gotta give you gotta give them time you gotta be patient with them and enjoy the small victories because that's all you're gonna get for probably a long time is just little things here and there that you can hold on to and be like yeah that um but all these i I hope the people are smart enough to realize that This is just, it's a process and it's not going to happen probably within the next even couple of years. You know, they got to rely heavily on the draft. Maybe. Justin's pretty sure
2: they'll be in the playoffs next year, so
0: don't worry. about <laughs> oh, that. You, you think I so, was just Justin? thinking, I'm, I'm like, I'm sinking in my chair while Brittany and Carter are getting <laughs> up on me. No, no I'm I, I not having that expectation for next season. I am a super,
1: I'm, I'm a super optimist, especially when it comes to the Cavs because they need it the most. I feel like I go where I'm needed the most as far as like you know love and attention. So with the Cavs, <laughs> I really tried to like soften this blow. And last year, I wrote this really nice article about, you know, I was trying to, like, rally the troops around this team, and everything that happened after LeBron, like, this was the only plan they had. This is the only option they have, is just to do a full rebuild and start over, and I feel bad for them in that way, and, you know, that's why I'm never hard on them. I celebrate all the small wins. Like, that, that's, that's my job.
2: Yeah, uh, I wish I was, (laughs) I wish I had that level of patience. Maybe, (laughs) maybe I'm just too close. And you do have like Browns misery to like, I, I mean, I do feel like, is it fair to say you're a little more, if, if you had to pick a thing to be more diehard about, you'd probably be a little bit more of a diehard Browns person. Is that fair to say?
1: sure when you like, I mean, get
2: to pour your heart and soul into hating one thing
1: well we're
0: basically <laughs> trying to get more calves talk on that's what b said that that's what we're really angling for here
2: <laughs> so Listen. like i feel like like for example like i feel like i can be more chill about teams that are like my second teams yeah uh sure and because like when you're too close we're I think Justin and I are just too close we we need to diversify a bit more I think uh,
1: yeah I feel like you guys are much like me and Bree when we talk about you know the Browns where we try to be positive but like also we will you know crap on them when they need to be crapped on because that's it's the Browns um but yeah th- when i you know we have that podcast and most of our time is dedicated to the browns because that's i feel like that's what most of our following is and also like cleveland's just such a football town it it is definitely a browns town yeah 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 um so i don't even know i mean Cavs. cleveland fans go to Cavs games now because they're you know cheap and they can get floor seats or whatever and it's fun but um you know, the passion that's definitely centered around the Browns. So that's what we cater to. But I am very excited that we will be talking about the Cavs soon because the season's over. And eventually the Browns are going to run out of storylines. We're not going to have everything to talk about all the time, even though there's Joke always some is sort of on drama. You. you know, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> But yes, I would like to talk about. I would. I would like to spend more time talking about the Cavs eventually, and I'm sure we will. I'd much rather talk about them than Indians, to be honest.
2: That's that's uh, fair. Indians are just straight depressing. They are, and they're good.
1: I know, right?
0: I'll tune into. I'll t- tune into that's what Be said when there is some Cavs on the uh, on the rundown, or if there's big Browns news where a coach is fired and whatnot. So I, I do encourage all of our listeners because I'm I'm sure our listeners um, there, there's a lot more Browns fans than there are uh, between us two hosts.
1: Um,
2: yeah, this is really just our gambit to get into Browns Twitter. I hope you know that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're, wait are you guys got, browns fans no we're no, not
2: no we're, no, we're not. but we know that's an untapped market for us so uh <laughs> we're our, our ambitions are really being laid bare here
1: i will I, rally the troops for you guys How's i i that? root
0: i root for the champions here you know the the winnipeg blue bombers i'm, I'm all about that and and carter is unfortunately a cowboys fan i want
2: to talk Ew. about it uh, Ew, I carter, I it's not fun if, if it makes you feel
0: any better i i don't have a good
2: time
1: <laughs> that does make me feel better <laughs> i th- i think
2: people like to hear that cuz like i think they i think they think it's just all a big party but they haven't been good since i've liked them so <laughs> maybe not quite as maybe not quite browns bad but uh it is not yep. exactly uh when was a, the last time they won day? a
0: super bowl carter
2: uh sometime mm-hmm. sometime in the 90s uh, I, I, uh, now I don't what, remember what is the year.
1: this Winnipeg, what is it? Blue Bombers that you just said. Yeah, yeah. Well, we also
2: moonlight as uh, Bombs Away, the uh, the the premier Blue Bombers uh, <laughs> podcast uh, covering uh, the CFL. So uh, you know, if you wanted to like and subscribe you know, that
0: one too. You know, it, it's been a tough off season for us, Carter. We we've lost a a few defensive players to the NFL. Uh, we lost our backup quarterback to the NFL, but we're 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 still going to be competitive next year. Don't you worry. I I don't feel like the Cavs rebuild is too too bleak like i i I do (laughs) we're really only year one into this i i don't Mm -hmm. feel like you don't get get to say that i do get to say that because i'm I'm talking about how i feel and and you're the 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 pessimist of this podcast pessimist
2: yeah this is math (laughs) you don't get to say One plus one is three, and then call me an optimist for saying, no, it's not.
0: Listen, Carter, (laughs) Kyrie's influence on me is is still very, very present. I, I don't believe in math or science. This is year one. And, well, you just got
2: to ask questions, you
0: know. We've already drafted the next Kemba Walker and Darius Garland. We've drafted the next Jimmy Butler and Kevin Porter Jr. And Colin Sexton is Lou Williams, but with defense. So I, oh. I'm I'm very excited. Ooh. I'm excited with what's going on there.
2: Very interesting. <laughs> very interesting.
0: I do have oh. to admit, though, getting Kevin Porter Jr. back. Oh, it's has so nice it has helped the entertainment value of this team a lot in these last two games. Cause it yes. was getting, it was getting bleak there where, where Sexton was playing well. Se- Sexton I find is almost equally entertaining in good and bad games. Cause I'm, I'm either really excited cause he's blocking Zion and scoring 24 points or he's just doing things that just <laughs> you feel passionate <laughs> about whatever he's doing on the court at all times. And that I appreciate that but with garland playing just awful these last two weeks having kpj come back and and do things and, and be exciting um mm-hmm. was a very 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 welcome uh sight
1: yes i'm very excited for him um when they drafted him I, of course i did my research just to make sure and you didn't i was do on board <laughs> i was on board i was like all right i think i can get on board with this kid and he has been so much fun to watch so I'm very excited to see how he develops he was yeah. a good choice it's,
2: Justin and I have talked about this a lot but I do think like when your team isn't very good you just need like something to pay attention to sometimes
1: yes yes exactly and just like
2: just tracking him uh, on like 10 straight possessions for good or bad it's like okay I didn't waste my time today <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you're wasting your time, and it's depressing. The,
0: the, there like, are times where you you get home, you you rush to eat, and then I, I sit down in front of the TV, and I'm like, I rushed for this. This I, is what I've done to
2: myself. It's more just like I'm barely paying attention to my wife right now for this. We yeah. don't have that much time together. Yeah. You and this well, is what I'm doing, and soon yeah, it's going to be with my daughter. It's going to be even worse. The guilt's going to just get... Uh, multiplied forward. Oh, See, they better, they better get good soon. Is the long and short of this?
0: At least I make up for ignoring her in evenings by taking her to vacations in Cleveland. And there you go. Th- that's that's really the secret to any healthy marriage. I she like Cleveland? Cleveland more often. She really liked Cleveland, actually. Um, oh yay! Okay. She- she's a craft beer snob, so it-, it was very much in her lane and beer and good food and good bars and um, yeah. I will die on the hill that. Uh, Cleveland is
2: like one of the most underrated cities in the country Oh, well, The, the Bachelor so doesn't want you to believe that <laughs> Yeah, The Bachelor is tough
1: How did you guys become Cavs fans?
2: Uh, I mean, I'm from Columbus Okay So, like, that's it for me That makes sense <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, that was always kind of my only option I don't like college basketball at all So mm-hmm. it kind of was this or nothing and
0: So Winnipeg is very much Cleveland North um we we finally won a championship in something this year. So that, that was kind mm-hmm. of nice. Uh broke my lifelong curse. Um but yeah, we're v- very, very similar. We we our both cities lost their favorite sports team uh and then got it back. Um Aww. curse sports history. Uh what was the how
2: many how many uh championships in a row did you guys make? Or something uh, like that? There's some Bills-esque uh field
0: no- we yeah we had lost like the last five appearances so that wasn't great um oh, man. yeah that, that was not a lot of fun it, it's been some tough years and uh when i was growing up we, we got a lot of central division games uh for the mm-hmm. nba here um so i didn't want to root for the bulls because michael jordan i don't want to be ben Wang and hopper, and no one wants to root for milwaukee or indiana and Cleveland had a young guy in LeBron and Carlos Boozer I like. So I I jumped on that.
1: Oh, you liked Carlos Boozer.
0: I unfortunately did. I lied to to a (laughs) blind uh, man. uh,
1: Hey, that that was was before he lied to a blind man. Justin, the secrets are coming out. And then he became even more
0: endearing to me. The
2: thing I like to say (laughs) when I explain your existence to my friends is that Winnipeg is closer to Cleveland than it is to Toronto. Yeah. I feel, yeah. like that's, I feel like that's a really good like buzz, word, buzz phrase that gets people on board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the, only, um, the only NBA city that's kind of close is um, Minneapolis. That's six and a six-and-a-half-hour drive, which I did like two weeks ago, and that wasn't a lot of fun. Speaking of drives and, and showing up, mm-hmm. when I came to Cleveland, Carter, mm-hmm. Brittany came out for drinks. Oh, oh, my Deus. wife's a big fan of Brittany. <laughs> We're all big fans of Britney because she came out for drinks. Listen. Meanwhile, this guy did not.
1: Oh, <gasps> Carter!
0: Listen, I How had just dare gotten you? back. Listen,
2: can I? Can I please defend myself?
1: You could try. Yeah. I was.
2: I had just gotten back the at midnight the night before from an eight-day business trip in LA with my thirty-seven-week pregnant wife, mm-hmm. uh, who had been home alone uh i owed her a little time
0: what's a few more hours carter
2: what's a few more hours come on
1: <laughs> you missed out on a great time carter
2: so I hear. Well, Justin yes. and I still haven't met in real life uh, after several years of being friends. Really?
1: And Are you serious?
2: It's just not going to happen. I'm yeah. okay with okay. it. I- I'm at peace.
0: I think it's better for the health <laughs> of the podcast because... We, what if we, we
2: didn't like each other? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. We we got this kind of chemistry going. We're, we're a little grumpy with one another, but... Like, wouldn't be the first internet hangout that turned awkward That's oh yeah I see that. yeah <laughs> 45 minutes is enough for us to hang out any longer than that we might end up hating each other um how do you guys I- know
1: you're not catfishing each other was, like, uh, well, mm.
2: Twitch, Twitch. <laughs> yeah, we we show videos. Yeah, we, videos we that videos that are for public and private consumption. Ooh, mm-hmm.
1: spicy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That that's the real sex land there.
1: <laughs> oh, don't.
2: <laughs> so you would never ever wear a sex land shirt.
1: I mean, I would in support of you guys. Of course, because we're all friends here. I
0: don't believe you. But like, I
1: would frown. I would frown the whole time I was wearing it. See, Just see, you say that, the kids, but then there the literally is the read. option
0: for you to to get a sex lan shirt, and, and yet <laughs> here you are. I see no are. frowns. I see no shirts. Not not in possession <laughs> of it.
1: My friends have them though. They wear oh. them proudly. They really. The whole sex land thing really caught on. You guys did a good job with that. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it really caught on.
0: Anytime, anything Carter and I, anytime we do something and it catches on is still a little bit jarring to me. (laughs) That's no business. We have no business
2: being tastemakers.
0: No, in no way, shape or form.
2: Especially not in the Cleveland t-shirt economy. (laughs)
0: Listen, I I hear there's a really high
2: barrier to entry to get into that. You guys have a Cleveland
1: t-shirt and I don't. What the heck?
2: That's... well, That's, if it that's, that's makes really you feel on any you. Better, we don't do any of the design
0: work. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so shout out to Blue Wire for supporting all of yeah. us. Getting this back on the tracks because oh. we we do have a tendency to go off the rails sometimes. When do you, Brittany? When do you think it's reasonable to expect this thing to turn around for the Cavs? In, and what are you realistically hoping for for some sort of ceiling for this team?
1: I'd say probably my timeline from the beginning has been at least three years. So, you know, you got to give a time. We're about
2: two months in per Justin's uh, math.
1: (laughs) No, you just, you never know how these pieces are going to fit together. So anytime you draft anyone, you, you're taking a a chance on something unknown because you know, the, the transition from college to MBAs, difficult and you know injuries and whatever but and especially with cleveland you know i don't know if you guys know this but we're we're almost kind of like a cursed city where it's like Uh. anything that can go wrong will go wrong with pretty much everyone so you know you got to account for that put in a little extra time for you know that and then also with the way the nba is it's going to be hard to get any kind of you know really good free agents to come to Cleveland because even though we love it and we think that it's great, um, I can understand why you know NBA players wouldn't want to come here. We had a hard time getting people to come here when LeBron James was here. So you know, take him out of the equation. What are you going to do? You have to rely heavily on the draft, and it's just
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: you're going to have to wait a while to see if any of this pans out. And it might not. It might not pan out at all, which is worst case scenario. But you got to at least try to believe in the plan that they have going.
0: I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be a little upset if we draft another guard this year, because then oh then gosh. it feels like we're, we're further away from yes. kind of rounding out a roster. And I, yes. really, I really do feel like this is going to be the summer where we start to learn what Kobe Altman wants to do when it comes to team building. This is going to be the first mm-hmm. time there's really some flexibility. I'm assuming Kevin Love's going to be traded by the start of next season. Um, think again buster <laughs> <laughs> well then then I just really hope that he fits with o- Okonwu who I'm really hoping the Cavs draft out of USC I'm, I'm all aboard yeah that's
2: that's a person I'm aware of
0: listen tre- Trevor already compared him to Bam Adebayo which is all I really need that's, in life that's
2: all I need incidentally
0: when he told me that he could block shots like Rudy Gobert and finish like Clint Capella, I'm, I'm all the way in. And when he mentioned in our, um, I almost said fear the sword discord chat in our chase down podcast, discord chat that Darius Garland would probably be a, in strong contentions for the first overall pick if he was in college. I think that kind of lets you know where these guards are at in this draft. So let's, Let's go draft some defense, because I, I think the Cavs could use some, even though defense is for nerds.
2: Uh, defense yeah. is for nerds. And, and I believe in that team-building philosophy, and I can't believe you're trying to stray from it. It's fine, but just know that you're kind of betraying everything you stand for. Mollis, um, yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you. This is something we were ta- I thought about uh, when mm-hmm. we were getting ready for the pod. Who finishes with an above – Five hundred record, next, the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Cleveland Browns?
1: Definitely the Browns. Definitely yeah. the Browns. Definitely the Browns. Because uh, the, the Browns already have the pieces; they just need the coaching, right?
2: Okay, the who Cavs, makes who makes the playoffs next?
1: Uh, Browns. Not as definitely. Well, you know, again, it's Cleveland, so anything that can not go wrong usually does. But <laughs> on paper, you know, the Browns are closer to achieving their plan than the Cavs are, which is fine. I still think the Cavs will get there. It's just going to take a little bit more time. But
0: I wonder Browns, how many
2: times in history you've, because I agree with you, but I wonder how many times mm-hmm. in history that's been the case.
0: <laughs> that's that's a good question they have good beards now carter they have good beards on the sideline and in the front office that's that's the, about the extent of my it's a I'm hot not.
2: staff meanwhile we got staff. a we got an octogenarian on the sidelines
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey i have a question for you guys yes how would you grade kobe altman do you like him you think he's done he's done a good job so far
0: carter do you want to go first on that one yeah,
1: it's
2: it's so hard because his first year of his career was beyond stupid and almost impossible to succeed in. And mm-hmm. uh, he certainly didn't succeed. Uh, the trades he made did not work. So you kind of, even though they, it's one of those things where on one hand, you have to say most of the moves Kobe Altman makes are praised at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to kind of give him that credit of, but then a lot of them haven't really worked out so great. Uh, so like, On one hand, hindsight's twenty twenty, but on the other, you have to have some moves start working out here pretty soon. Like you know, the trade for the Kyrie trade obviously didn't work. The Nance Mm -hmm. extension still feels a little too high. Jetty feels good. Uh, He's he's doing fine. I I would say he's a C plus, and that's with an actual grading system where like a C plus isn't the worst thing in the world.
1: Mm -hmm. That's fair. I what about you?
0: I like him. I what I do like with Kobe Altman is he kind of has that griff thing where when he makes trades, it's never just like a player for a pick. There there's always some extra little tweaks here and there. This um, is a good point. Extra little protections. He he seems to extract the maximum value in a lot of these deals. Um Mm -hmm. I really like him trading the the veterans that they did have last year um, and and getting so many picks and then cashing in some of those second round picks to get Kevin Porter jr. I thought that that was a a really smart decision. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously as Carter said, those first year trades didn't really work out. The one thing I will say is that I I still think without those deadline deals, the Cavs don't make the finals. It was a really, really thin margin and Mm -hmm. um Isaiah Thomas wasn't able to finish the year and George Hill was big against Boston and as well as Indiana. Um, So I I think injuries were just kind of one of the biggest issues with those deals not panning out. Um, But as I said before, I really do feel like next year is going to be the first year where we kind of learn what his identity is as a general manager, um, kind of get a, a feel for what he believes in from a team building standpoint. Uh, we, we still don't know what uh, the deal is going to be with John Bayline. We, we don't really have a great grasp on what he is as a coach yet. Mm. Um, but I, I kind of have to feel with all this time he spent with David Griffin um, and the way that they have talked about prioritizing veterans that we're going to see something similar to New Orleans where, yeah, we, we don't have the same prospects as them. I, I don't think we have a Brandon Ingram, let alone a Zion Williamson but mm. I do you don't think have a George Hill. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, but I do think that they are going to prioritize making sure there are adults in the locker room and, and guys that can help uh, the young guys develop, which is team building in the NBA. NBA uh, people always kind of debate what the best way to go about it is. And that's something that I always really believe in. I, I think establishing a culture is important because uh, you may not be able to turn yourself into glamour market. Uh, but yeah. you can change the perception of yourself as a well-run organization, and that's really my biggest hope when it comes to the Cavs.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and I will continue believing that that we are headed in that direction, even if it's crazy to me that we're a week away from the trade deadline, and there there is a possibility that Kevin Love has moved. Like that, that is still kind of surreal to me and, I, I know the, the attention has been taken off of the trade deadline, justifiably mm-hmm. so with the uh, tragic passing of uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, it's really weird to have constant updates on, on my phone. I was talking about this in the Discord chat, but every couple seconds, Wozier Sham is tweeting out like a player's name and I'm like, holy crap, is it a trade? But it's them changing numbers on their jersey. Um, so it, it's going to be weird. If Kevin Love is gone next week, um this this team even with his bad attitude is going to suck pretty bad you know it's uh, going to be weirder though i don't know if it's going to be weirder really no, what,
2: so what are you, you know what's going to be weirder oh. you're a terrible listener
0: i, I really am.
2: <laughs> and you he really got, tra-
1: he got a massage carter all right he's in his yeah. own world now
2: <laughs> well i was you really threw off the timing of my joke cuz i was going to say you know what's going to be weirder when he's not traded and he's and he's throwing a playing in protest by sitting at midcourt,
1: but it's fine. <laughs>
2: he's gonna be
0: sitting at midcourt with his hands up, he's going to go full D on waiters.
2: It's like the anti Andrew Bynum.
0: I, I keep trying to uh pitch to, to Heat fans hey, Justice Winslow has basically not even played all year, he, he's been out the last two months, and look how good you are. You, you can part with him. Come on, let's sure can. Let's get that Kevin Love trade done. Brittany, what are you hoping to see with Love? Are, are you kind of ready to move on from that experience?
1: I am. And mostly because, like, I like Kevin Love. I always have. Um, and you can tell that he's not happy. And I can't blame him, you know. Well, actually, I kind of can't. He signed up for this, right? Like, this yeah. is, he, he was the one that was like, yeah, give me this extension. I'm here for it um and people say well he didn't know he knew that this if was... we're
0: not
2: that surprised that they suck kevin love should be pretty exactly. fucking exactly
1: like he wanted sure. the money and he got the money but you know now he wants out and i would hate to see this end because the fans love him like we mm-hmm. love him so much so i hate to see this end in a negative way i think what would be best for everyone is you know trade him to a contender if you can but i think that's going to be the heart part. i don't where like You know,
0: yeah, it's a big
1: contract and he's hurt all the time. And I don't,
0: yeah, it's, I
1: don't think they're going to do it. I think he's going to be here.
0: It's not easy. It's not easy to find a spot for him. Even if he's not gone, there is going to be some trades. Like Kobe Altman is never inactive as a general Mm -hmm. manager. And when you have this many expiring guys, um, I think there's also the possibility maybe there's going to be some buyouts as well, but the, the team is definitely going to look different. And the, the whole, well, Kevin Love didn't know what he was signing up for. Well, the Cavs didn't expect him to get hurt four games in the season. And at that point, it's not really a decision. When Love right. is out until the middle of February – um, you're you're not going to be good. You're not right. going to be good when you've already lost Kyrie. You've already lost LeBron, and now Love is gone, and, and Tristan got hurt. Uh, that that team, th- there was no world where that team was a move away from being competitive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, no, it's, for sure. Uh,
2: it's it's an unfortunate set of circumstances, but I do think we're all ready for Love to move, even if the return is uh, underwhelming. Um, you know, ideally, it's not just like a love for a white side. Just Ugh. salary dump um but i really do think like i do wonder even if he's not traded if uh in march he uh, pulls a, a quad or something and uh, and uh for uh those, there's those going things, to be a fake injury yeah, if he's here yeah. i'm throwing up the one quotation one. marks and i think they're going to find a way to send him home <laughs> I, Maybe I think he'll that...
1: do a jr or he'll just like stop coming
2: by the way I, Justin, I've been meaning to to dunk on you about this for a long time. Oh, so shit. and and I keep forgetting to. When he first got sent away, I said, I think this is the last time we're ever going to see J.R. Smith in an NBA uniform. And you're like, "No way." I don't think so. He's going to land somewhere. Well, my friend. I Carter. was right about a thing that happened a year and a half ago.
0: Well,
1: there you go. H- half Take a year your victory by my lap. Man.
0: Half a year by my math, (laughs) and there is still forty-six hours. (laughs) There is still a post-deadline reality where Jr. might latch on. You never know, Carter. Can't
2: rule it out.
0: Teams are always looking for a vet. Look, look what happened with Dante Jones. He keeps coming back from the dead somehow. Jr. is never going
2: to get that yoked.
0: No, (laughs) I still love the year where Dante Jones lost more money playing in the NBA than he made with the fines.
2: Our, uh, our hero. NBA Finals hero, Dante Jones. <laughs> that and one gave me life.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know what? That title team, as much as I love the core, there's some weird guys on that team that I'm just so happy I have a championship. Like, the – I think st- still one of my favorite pictures from the-, the championship is Mo Williams holding the trophy and a cigar in his mouth. Like, the fact that Mo Williams was back to win that title just still brings me so much joy.
2: Mo, uh, I was actually, uh, when uh, the re-watch- when uh, Simmons on Bet, Book of Basketball 2.0, they did a rewatchables for game seven. And so I, I found myself watching some clips. Sasha Khan, man, hanging out on the bench.
0: <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> You know what he earned he, it. He, he's Aiden better than basketball, Michael Jordan. Won a title. Yeah, one, He was one for one. He he has never been in the NBA and not won a championship. So shout out to Sasha. Gone, Brittany. Before we wrap this up, rapid fire mm-hmm. questions here. Uh oh. Kevin Love retiring his jersey. Yes. What about Tristan Thompson? Yes. An extension for Tristan Thompson, or do you trade him, or do you let him walk?
1: I would want to extend him.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And now the biggest one. Are you now pro-Sexland?
1: I am pro-you guys. Oh. I am not pro-Sexland.
0: <sighs> I don't you like know. the way you said
2: it. <laughs> Sexland.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Sexland. <laughs>
0: Is that like a, a regional thing? What's, what's going on there? You guys explain this to me.
1: Uh, you know, Justin, I have a question. You yes. don't sound like you're Canadian.
2: Oh, he does Thank when he
0: you. says against. uh
1: against what
0: i'm against here. there's is there's that really wrong. how you say it that is really how he says it
1: oh I my gosh I right wanna... never mind i take everything back
0: oh god
2: <laughs> and and, and wait until you hurry, hear about uh tomato sandwiches or whatever the fuck
0: oh, they oh are. toasted tomato sandwiches don't even get me started what what, what a those? delicacy Please
1: tell me about those
0: oh well, all you, I mean, it, it's a struggle meal, but it's a tasty one. You got to get a craft single in there. You butter one side, miracle with the other, put some tomatoes in there, a little salt and pepper, and you're golden. It's they, just a
2: foul sandwich Ew. that apparently is very popular in Canada. <laughs> is it? <Ooh. laughs> That's the place what, I've ever heard of one.
0: Uh, well, how about that? You know what? I, I know what I'm talking about. It's a good struggle meal. Uh, throw a little bacon in there and... and and you Again, got your... now
2: you're just having a grilled cheese,
0: and you... <laughs> <laughs> that's not a
2: not a tomato sandwich.
0: <laughs> Throw some bacon in there, and you have yourself a stew. How about that? Yeah,
2: this was that was probably the most contentious we've ever been. Of me just screaming at Justin that that's not a thing.
0: <laughs> you know what? Don't knock it till you try it. I'll, I'll I'll make you some if you ever make it up here, Carter.
2: Well, God knows that's not happening. But if or... you come down here.
0: <laughs> for that that columbus blue jackets winnipeg jets uh, stanley cup final which oh yeah brother will, which will never ever happen yeah. Brittany, thank you so much for coming on here even though you will not support our causes um we'll support
1: you support you
0: that's fine whatever <laughs> don't 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 make me linger on it uh thank you so much for supporting us if you guys want to support britney you can do so by subscribing to the that's what b said podcast same thing that you do with us which is leave a rating leave a review subscribe unsubscribe resubscribe and help cook those books if you want to support the chase down podcast directly you can subscribe to our premium feed just 99 cents for the the first month five bucks a month after that give it a shot And if you want to be part of our Discord chat, you can send a screenshot of any reviews that you leave for the podcast at chasedownpod at gmail.com and we will send you a link to that. However you choose to support us, we really do appreciate it. So thanks again to Brittany. Thanks to Carter. Thanks to all of our listeners. And until next time, go Cavs.